I'm Simon Flagg, the CEO of Watong Aboriginal Culp, and welcome to Kitchen Table Podcast, where we talk about community, culture, and voice. Stay tuned, follow us on our socials, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Good morning, everybody. Um, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we're on today. This beautiful, it was a bit chilly this morning, country. Um, the Watong people and pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and to everybody here. Um, Happy Saturday. Um, wow, it's I've, I get a lot of privileges being the, the CEO and, and getting to do events like these. Um, if you met me when I was younger, I was definitely not somebody that liked to get up and talk. Um, but as I said, my name is Simon Flagg. I'm a proud Wamba Wamba man of the Swan Hill region um, and born and raised in Geelong, so honoured to be the CEO of the co-op um, also following in my mother's footsteps, actually. Um, she was the first general manager of the co-op back in the early um, uh, early 90s, and I remember growing up as a kid chasing her around. So here I am in 2023 as a, the CEO of that organisation, which is a, a real privilege, and I don't forget who I represent and why I'm here. So the voice for yes. I'm very different in the way I, I discuss this. I'm not here to convince anybody. What I say is, it's your decision to make. But in saying that, what you do matters. Um, so if I look at where we are as a country, as a proud country, as Australians, we all say that we are a proud country, that we continue to evolve, that we hold ourselves in high standards and we look after everybody. But we also don't acknowledge that this country has some really crappy history. But it also has a really proud people. Aboriginal people, we are proud. We love this country. We had Aboriginal people that went and fought for this country when they weren't counted. I don't know that how that can say that I don't love this country any more than that. But if we look back on the, the history of this, and I'm only going back to the um, Constitution because that's what we're talking about today, so if we look back in 1901, when that document was created, my people weren't counted. Our people weren't included in the docu document that created the foundation of this country. 122 years ago, that was created, and we weren't included. So I would hope in 2023 as a nation, we've evolved enough now that that document is 122 years old. It was created in a different time, a different context. And in 2023, I'm hoping that the Australian public can understand that you counted us in 67. You gave us status in this country. My mum was born and not counted as a, an Australian. There's plenty of Aboriginal people that are in this room today, including Auntie Judy, and other board members that when they were born, they weren't counted. So in 2023, we have the opportunity to do something about that. So when I say what you do matters, it means that doing your own research, making your own decision, where you land on your decision is your choice. But what you do matters. It matters to my community, it matters to this country and the next steps we take. Because come the referendum, if, 
if we decide that there isn't a voice and you've made a decision, like I said, that's your prerogative. But if you've made it because of the media and you've made it because you haven't done your research, it's going to matter in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. Whenever this topic comes back up, we as a country are going to be reviewed. We're going to be judged by ourselves. In 1901, 122 years ago, they didn't count us. So hopefully in 2023, the Australian public, we've grown enough now to embrace all of it. Now, people are, are sceptical and if you look online, which I try not to do a lot because it, it takes me back to, if I'm honest, 1990 racism I grew up with. I haven't seen this much racism out there for a long, long time. And it's sad because do if you don't agree with the process, that's fine. But why do you need to tear down a community of people because you don't agree with it? Don't agree with it. But don't then say, we should have finished the job. We should have wiped you out. It was a privilege for you to be invaded. It was a privilege for your culture to be taken. Because in this day and age, we would never stand by of any Australians having their culture taken from them. So why would we continue to support that? And so from my organisation, what would the voice change? What is a voice actually going to do from my lens and our organisation's lens? And I feel like I'm very unique because I've worked on both sides. I've worked in government for 20 years, from junior position to a fairly high director position. And now I've worked for three years in a community organisation that we at Wathrong do everything from birth to dreaming. And in our context, birth isn't when you're pregnant. It's from the very beginning where you're thinking about a conception all the way through to when you pass into the next life. We'll provide a support and a service around it. So how would the voice impact on us? It would mean I, have, I would stop having to fight with departments around what they think would work best for our community. So we get consulted currently but where we get consulted on policies is at the very lower level. By the time it makes its way all the way up the stream to the decision makers, the voice and context we've given is watered down, changed, and adapted to what they think we need. And then we're asked to implement those programs, which a lot of the times we disagree with, and we have to change our model to achieve those. And we've seen what that's done. Closing the gap, the targets are getting further and further away. Our community know what they need. And I know that firsthand because I am one of those products. If you looked at me as a kid, I probably ticked every stat box they had for Aboriginal people. Couldn't read, couldn't write, had a child at 16, got told that my kid was going to get taken from me. Basically that I was just going to end up in jail. I was a statistic. It was my organisation that took me in as a 16-year-old and gave me a, a traineeship, actually just believed in me. And then from there, like I said, I went and had a 20-year career in government and I've come back full circle to the organisation that I believe created me. And these Aboriginal organisations are all around our country. They are all there to help our people. We know what works. We know what doesn't. So we're asking for our voice to be elevated from here to the top of the decision-making. Because unfortunately, they do make policies on us, and I hear this all the time. 
There's no policies made on Aboriginal people. Sorry to tell you, they've made policies on Aboriginal people since, since we've had settlement here, and especially since 1901. We've had mission stations where they controlled every aspect of Aboriginal life. What you could do, when you could leave, what you could do for work, the rations you got, the clothes you got, if your family could visit you or not. We had stolen generations. They controlled when our, kid, our elders could, how, what age they could go to school and when they couldn't. All these things have impacted on us. But as a community, we know what works. I'm standing here as an example of that. I could have been a statistic if we worked with the system. But my organisation went outside that. So imagine if you enable us to have a voice in policies that are created for us. Just think. Could be a sliding door moment. Instead of 1901 where we didn't listen to our community and didn't include them. Imagine if we did. We wouldn't be here today, but we didn't. So this is our sliding door moment in my view, giving a voice to the voiceless, giving a voice to a community that can make a difference and can actually start to walk with everybody and make positive change. And those statistics and data that everybody utilises, hopefully will start to go in the opposite direction because we know what works. So... Like I said, what you do matters. I don't mind which way you vote. I'm not here to convince you. I ask you to do your own research and make your own decision because that's where it's going to come from. You look deep inside and think, by giving Aboriginal people a voice, is that going to change where we currently are? Is that going to actually make an improvement? Is that going to take the first steps that we really need to in this country to heal? Because I'll tell you something, if we walk together, this country will be amazing. It will be. It will be the first time I feel as an Aboriginal person growing up in this country that we're finally embraced. That we walk together. That we create the history together. That all that, part of my language, shit that's happened, we acknowledge, we accept that it is not our responsibility, but we have the power to fix it and make the real change. So I could go on forever on this topic because it really does, really does matter to us. But I will finish it by saying, once again, what you do matters. If you don't agree with the process, fine. But don't tear my community down just because you don't agree with it. We're not here to be your political advocates or your tools to, to get whatever the direction or get yourself into a position that you believe will help you. We're not here for that. We are here to help our people grow. Aboriginal history is Australian history. So in 1967, we were counted. In 2023, we want to be heard. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you.